All right, it's time to take shelter, y'all. We're going to jump right in today. But first, Delta Spirit. Take shelter. What's up, everybody? Uh, Welcome to the Take Shelter Podcast. I'm your host, Booth Jewett, and I am pumped to be here with you guys today uh, doing my first solo episode. So yeah, let's jump right in with our quote of the day. Um, This one comes from one of my favorite bands of all time, you guys, the Fleet Foxes. If you haven't heard of them, you need to. Jump on that. Spotify, wherever you get your music. Fleet Foxes. One of my favorite albums, uh, title track, Helpless This Blues, and it starts with these lyrics. I was raised up believing I was somehow unique, like a snowflake, distinct among snowflakes, unique in each way you can see. And now after some thinking, I'd say I'd rather be a functioning cog in some great machinery, serving something beyond me. So you know what the cool thing is about hosting your own podcast is that you can choose what you want to talk about every time. <laughs> and so today, uh, I want to start out by entering into the realm of sports, y'all. Um, I am a big sports fan. Um, you can thank Vernon Jewett for that, I suppose. My father, who uh, instilled his love of sports in me at a, at a pretty young age. And it's still there. Um <clears throat> I don't watch nearly as much sports as I used to. I think being a father of two and a someone in agriculture by trade probably has uh, helped weed out some of it, uh, along with just some disinterest over the years. I don't watch nearly as much football as I used to, though I still like it. Uh, less baseball. Uh, big Braves fan, though. will follow the Braves, but not watching a whole lot outside of that. Uh, the one sport that I still love deeply uh, and probably follow or definitely follow the most is basketball. Um, I have had a deep love for basketball since about middle school and uh, played it in high school, played it in college a little bit. Um, and yeah, still play to this day when I get the chance. I love basketball and I love the NBA in particular. I used to be more into college hoops than I am now, but not not so much anymore. Uh, I still love March Madness. I think it's the best sporting event uh, of out of them all. But uh, NBA, y'all, is where it's at. And so to, to jump into a couple of narratives there that's been going on recently, um, wanted to touch on uh, NBA All-Stars were named recently. And um, I'm going to vent for a minute because while there are well, the, really, you have to start with the fact that the league has never been as as just inundated with talent as it is today. There is just some unbelievable um, people, players uh, in the league today. It's talent, more talented than ever. There's more superstars than ever, more guys who can get 20, 20 points a game uh, than ever. 
defense is down for sure, but uh, a huge part of that is just the talent. And so when you have that much talent, of course, you're going to have scrub. Uh, what's the word? Not scrubs, snubs. You're going to have snubs when it comes to the all-star game. Um, you can't you can't fit them all in. With that said, biased and all, the fact that Trey Young people is not an Eastern Conference All-Star is an absolute travesty. Uh, it shows, in my opinion, the straight-up agenda and bias against small point guards, which has existed for a really long time, by the way, in the NBA, um, against guys like Trey. Uh, and it's not the first time they've done it. They, they, he, in his four year, I think this is year five. In his four years, he's been an All Star twice. Uh, he was snubbed two years ago. Um, he went on to have an incredible playoff performance and brought the Hawks to the Eastern Conference Finals. So hopefully, we can root for a repeat there. But uh, yeah, Trey not being on the All Star team is just absolutely bananas to me. Uh, Twenty seven points a game, ten assists a game. Uh, leading the NBA in assists right now. Yeah, it's just ridiculous, uh, especially when you consider the guys who made it above him. Tyrese Halliburton, DeMar DeRozan, Drew Holiday. It, it's funny how the narrative changes for, for each guy, right? Drew Holiday, well, his counting stats don't come close to Trey. Now, his percentages are better for sure, but... Everyone wants to knock Trey for his lower percentages this year. They're still, they're really not that bad, guys. And they're better than a lot of other All-Stars on the, on, on the team, uh, both conferences. Um, but yeah, Drew, he gets a lot of credit for being on, on a really good team. Well, okay, I'm cool with that. Uh, they knocked Trey. They, they, they said straight up last time and, and a little bit this time. Well, you can't really reward a guy for being on a on a 500 team, right? The Hawks are right there in the middle, like the epitome of mid this year so far. Um, well, I would be cool with that if you didn't consider that the other two guys I just mentioned, um, DeMar DeRozan, Tyrese Halliburton, not only do they have worse stats than Trey this year, they're on losing teams. Like, their, their teams are significantly worse than the Hawks. And yet, somehow, they made the team overtrade. So, anyway, it's a real shame. Uh, I'm against it. Um, I'm a Trey stand for life. And so, if you guys want to hop on my mentions in Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever, like, I'll let's do it. I'll argue. I'll argue with you guys. I'm here. I'm here for it. I am here for it. Uh, elsewhere in the NBA world, LeBron James did something. Uh, a week or so ago, that must be mentioned. All-time leading scorer. Guys, he did it. He passed Kareem. Um, he is the all-time NBA leading scorer, and that is not nothing. Um, I am not a LeBron guy. He's been in the East most of his career. He's been whipping up on my Hawks and everybody else. Um, but with that said... Uh, you have to give the guys flowers, his credit, where credit is due. I mean, to come in to the league, what, 20 years ago, uh, crowned before he ever stepped on an NBA court, crowned king, right? Um, hype has never been higher for an athlete, I don't think ever. And w under those circumstances, when, when the hype has been, you know, at all-time highs, people have crashed and burned. I'm not going to go down the list right now. 
Uh, that's not what this conversation is about. But uh, to, all that to say, like to live up to the hype, to have an illustrious 20-year career, to be to do what he's done in communities, um, to be a generally good all-around guy, and to produce on the court the way that he has multiple NBA championships, league MVPs, final, finals MVPs, um, all-time leading scorer. Uh, it's incredible. LeBron is incredible. Um, I'll say it here and I'll just leave it at this. I think he's the second best player of all time. Um, and that is something to be celebrated. So uh, kudos to you, LeBron James. Uh, keep it up. Your Lakers are absolute trash this year. Um, and it's fun. It's fun when the Lakers are trash, uh, especially when they have guys who really they shouldn't be trash, but somehow they're terrible. So anyway, um, in the midst of all that, LeBron did something really awesome and honorable and should be celebrated. Um, so congrats to LeBron. Last but not least in the sporting conversation today, I want to touch on the Super Bowl. Uh, a couple of days ago now, Super Bowl Sunday, my folks came over, hung out with the grandkids. Um, Mom made her famous buffalo chicken dip, and we watched the game for the most part. Chatted, caught up in the in 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 between uh, quarters or whatever. But yep, Chiefs won. Mahomes gets another one uh, in the midst of a little dynasty here, I think, when it comes to the Chiefs, which is which is great. I'm not an Eagles guy. I didn't really have a dog in the fight, and I'm glad because if I was an Eagles fan, I would have been livid at that call at the end of the game. Not that it wasn't a penalty because it was, but it was a cheap one. And especially when you consider the way the game had been called up to that point. Really just a tough way for an awesome game otherwise to end. But uh, Chiefs get another Super Bowl. Um, Mahomes gets one. Andy Reid gets one. Uh, and I'm happy for him. I think I think it was well-deserved. Um, and I'm not sure they're going anywhere anytime soon. So that's fun times in the sporting world. Um, I'm going to shift a little bit now. Uh, but it still sort of, sort of overlaps because I want to talk about couple of things uh, that happened over the course of the Super Bowl. Uh, not sports related, but um, important nonetheless. But let's take a quick break before we do that. Well, first things first, I just wanted to give a quick shout out to Rihanna, who crushed it at the Super Bowl halftime show, I thought. Um, not the biggest like Rihanna follower, but I thought the show was pretty mesmerizing. Uh, the platforms, the choreography, the dancing, the lighting, the whole thing. It's, it's just, it's impressive stuff. And I thought it was really well done. She sounded great. She looked great considering the fact that she was pregnant, which I guess came out at the same time. I didn't really follow all of that, but apparently she's pregnant, which just makes it all the more impressive to me. Um, was really good, so shout out there. And then the other thing that came up on a different note during the Super Bowl was an ad campaign, He Gets Us. And I wanted to spend just a few minutes sharing some of my thoughts on that campaign because I found it fairly problematic for a number of reasons. Um, 
First of all, let's start with a quote from the campaign itself, which in describing what a particular uh, ad titled The Rebel was all about, which we all watched during the Super Bowl, they said it was, quote, portraying the pivotal figure of Christianity, uh, that being Jesus, as an immigrant, a refugee, a radical, an activist for women's rights, and a bulwark against racial injustice and political corruption. The He Gets Us website features content about the moment, about of the moment topics like artificial intelligence and social justice. Whatever you are facing, Jesus faced it too. End quote. Yeah, so I'm all for that. That message is great. That message uh, followers of Jesus should be all about, right? That is the message of Jesus. He does get us. And here's where the problem lies, though. Um, I don't want to get too far into the weeds here, but I think it's really important to know that, by the way, he gets us campaign claims to be completely uh, non-political, nothing to do with politics. The thing is that campaign is a subsidiary of the Servant Foundation, which is a foundation that has given tens of millions of dollars to uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, which is a conservative legal group involved in several legislation pushes to deny LGBTQ plus rights and to trash non-discrimination legislation in the Supreme Court. Yeah, it's a bummer. Um, another huge funder of the campaign is Hobby Lobby, which is well known for its involvement in many anti-LGBTQ plus legislative efforts uh, and as well um, known for its role in the eventual win in the Supreme Court uh, allowing companies to deny medical coverage for contraception on the basis of religious beliefs. I think these things matter, right? These, this apparently non-political campaign that's just supposed to point you to the love of Jesus and how he gets us is also uh, the people behind it are directly involved in legislative efforts politically um, to deny people basic human rights, like medical coverage, uh, etc. Yeah, this matters, y'all. You might not think it matters, but it does. And here's why it matters. Here's why I think it matters. <laughs> Where to start? Okay. First, let's start here. I'm a person of faith, right? I have friends, lots of friends who are not. Lots of people in my community who most of which don't put a label on, on it, but are atheists, maybe agnostic, uh, maybe spiritual, but not in the realm of Christianity. And you know what's really interesting to me? None of them, and I mean none of them, are unfamiliar with Jesus or the message of Jesus. And none of them think that Jesus was bad or don't know that Jesus gets them. They actually, most of them, really, really dig Jesus. You know who they don't dig, though? All the churches and Christians out there who either politically or policy-wise or theologically or philosophically are 
busy hating and discriminating against them in the name of Jesus. That's the issue here for me is that there's just there's a real separation that I don't, you know, that I don't fully get. The the co-founder of Hobby Lobby, by the way, gave a really, you know, telling quote when asked about why they were supporting the campaign. And he said, quote, because he loves who we hate, end quote. Jesus loves who we hate. Um, and in a nutshell, that's that's kind of my issue. You can't you can't put up the front of Jesus in front of us and then behind us be busy hating us, right? There's no accountability there. There's nothing real there. Um, James Baldwin said it best, I think, when he said, quote, I can't believe what you say because I see what you do. There's a lot better ways to spend our money, guys. Um, hundreds, millions of dollars money, by the way, which uh, a friend recently actually pointed out um, something like 500,000 families could be housed for a year with the amount of money that were spent on the ads at the Super Bowl. Just something to think about. So anyway, we'll be back with my last segment. But first, let's take one more break. Well, the last thing I wanted to talk about uh, before we get out of here today, a little bit of a change of subject, but not entirely was Valentine's Day. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, y'all, and I hope you had a wonderful Valentine's Day. I certainly did. Uh, Kids came home from school and daycare completely and utterly hopped up on sugar uh, with boxes and bags full of Valentines from their friends. Um, It's a really fun time. Uh, My kids are young, five and four, uh, just sort of really getting to participate in these types of holidays for the first time. And it was fun. I enjoyed it. Um, I've never been a huge Valentine's guy, but uh, but I think having kids are going to make make holidays like this uh, even more enjoyable than they, than they were before. But something I wanted to talk about uh, was prior to Valentine's Day, last Friday actually, Emma's school... Uh, elementary school put on a daddy-daughter dance and man was she excited about it Uh, I mean like 10 days beforehand it was like when's the daddy-daughter dance when's the daddy-daughter dance so we had a lot of fun uh, building anticipation for that event and maybe three four nights beforehand um, during chit chat time which is what we call uh, our time before we go to sleep uh Emma was in bed with her mom, and they were chit-chatting, and Emma was talking about how excited she was for the daddy-daughter dance. And then, like, she, like, paused for a second and was like, Mommy, yeah, (laughs) what about, what about those who don't have daddies? What what about our, what about our friends with two mommies? Like, what? Are they are they not allowed to come to the daddy daughter dance? And I mean, man, I, I'm a proud dad. <laughs> I'm proud of Brittany. I'm proud of myself in, in the sense that at least we're raising a, a beautiful, wonderful daughter who who sees when people are being. Even if it's not 
explicit, uh, are being excluded from, from something. And I reserved judgment until after the event. And we went and we had a lot of fun. We had dinner. Emma got a little flower corsage. They did a really good job. It was a fundraising event, obviously, for the school. We ate. We went into the gym. We danced our hearts away um, until it was time to go home and go to sleep. And we had a blast. And there were a ton of people there. Uh, the whole school. Lots of daddies and lots of daughters. Lots of uncles and brothers, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, it... It wasn't inclusive enough. I don't know what else to say. Uh, and and I want to say that like no one you know no one needs me necessarily here up here saying that, right? But like I I have some amazing gay and lesbian parents friends out there who I know would have dressed to the nines and taken their kid to that event and had an absolute blast and would have supported their school and been a part of their community regardless because that's the kind of people they are, right? But they would have had to do it on their own because they were not clearly and explicitly welcomed and invited to that event. And uh, it's something that I think we just need to do better at. Um, and so I, I wanted to share that story because it was fresh on my heart this week. Um, so yeah, I hope y'all have had an awesome Valentine's. Um, and we will be back soon with another episode, 1st of March. Not the 1st of March, but the first weekend of March, I believe. I am sitting down and having a conversation with one of my absolute favorite people. Not going to spoil it today but she is a friend a mentor someone that has had a massive impact on my life and i think you are going to love her and love the conversation so uh stay tuned um stay plugged in www.justplantseed.org follow us on instagram facebook uh, and we will be back so that's a wrap thanks y'all see you soon